it's necessary that with our timing, we choose the right investment, the right trade off. When you're making sacrifices, you can't expect there to be a quick turnover. It's okay if you don't know now, like you could figure it out later. That's fine to an extent. Money and time are inextricably linked. I prioritize trading my future potential for temporary pleasures. You're listening to the Aftergrad Podcast. I'm Robert Kane. And I'm Victoria Gilbert. And we're your fellow Aftergrads trying to find clarity and security in the postgrad moment. And we're back for yet another episode where we're going to be talking about sacrifice, the implications of sacrifice, thinking about the trade-offs of making sacrifices, the emotions that come with it, just all of it. Yeah, like what did you have to give up to be where you are right now? Mm. And are you happy with that? And then like moving forward, are you considering the things that you are partaking in now that are going to kind of lead you to where you're going to next? And is it a good trade for what you want? I don't know. Yeah, but, and that's what we're going to dive into today. I mean, because yeah. I don't think it's a perfect science. I mean, there's the time allocations and all of the happiness and emotional implications that come with thinking through maybe different risks or trade-offs, et cetera. But before we dive in, I kind of want to congratulate us about the fact that we had a guest, our first ever guest on the Aftergrad podcast. I mean, I feel like that was a huge milestone for us, you and me, Victoria. We had been talking about that for a long time and just want to give a shout out to the guest, Kelly Williams-Brown, who joined us in our last episode. It was such a Mm -hmm. fruitful conversation and I hope everyone got something out of it. Yeah, for sure. And just from reading her book alone, I have to say the biggest takeaway that I got from the book was I don't remember what number rule it was. There were so many steps. There was one that (laughs) stayed with me and I was like, okay, I actually want to get better in this area. And she titled it like active cleaning. And I don't know Mm. if she coined it or not, but it's basically like when something like if something's cooking or something's going on over here, you can simultaneously just be actively cooking. I mean, actively cooking, LOL, actively cleaning and doing something else instead of like, because I tend to like just be on my phone, but then it leaves me with more time that I have to, after I'm done eating, to then clean up. So I don't know, a trade-off, A trade-off, right? that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'm hearing a trade-off. Figuring like, out how to be, exactly, figuring out how to be more efficient within my day and to save time. And so, yeah, I, I'm forever grateful for that one, just a reminder, like, okay, while something else is happening, there's still something else that, in my control that I can get with i know it's on a simple level of simply like cleaning and putting up dishes while waiting for my food to warm up in the microwave but here we are these are huge things for after grads that is a very adult (laughs) thing for us after grads because it can be really hard to just be cleaning up after yourselves doing the small things and i think that's the point that kelly was making like over time as you're navigating certain things it can be really difficult to do little things that Mm -hmm. really are pretty innate and basic like Mm -hmm. cooking like cleaning like waking up early and getting on the road to go to your corporate job. Like these are pretty simple things, but at the same time, it's like they can wear you down over a while. And so I guess, yeah, thinking about the sacrifices that come with those actions that we have to take for me, both with the conversation, as well as you were talking about like cleaning and tidying up for me, it was cooking. Cause as y'all know, if you've listened to our episodes in the past, you know that I used to not be able to cook worth anything oh my goodness but lately so I really, I'm i so proud because you know we've been talking about this offline like I've been sending you pictures of my dishes and they are dishes yes. 
They are they meals. Look amazing. They are, it's a whole spread like tomato it was a basil tomato soup, soup for me. Potato yep. soup, like <laughs> Olive Garden. I don't know if any of you have gone to Olive Garden, but like the Zuppa Toscana soup. It's potatoes, heavy cream, salt, pepper, Italian sausage, kale, and for me in my recipe, I add broccoli to a broccolini. It slaps. And what I was telling you, my birthday happened a few weeks ago, March 2nd. Yes. And my dad, that's where we went. We went to Olive Garden and I ordered the Zupa Toscana soup. And I was just like, I can do this at home. <laughs> like I, I can make this on my own. And you being a foodie, you are an expert yeah. foodie. You've rubbed off on me. <laughs> and I was just, I had to call you and text you. I was like, Victoria, I think I just had a foodie moment where I looked no, at like the- I wanted to fly over and like the food, the dishes you're making. I'm like, I trust you. I, yeah. We were talking about this earlier, but like you're a food ally now. Like I, I know if there's you. ever a moment where I cannot cook, I could be like, Kane, can you cook me something? And, and I'll be I like, will absolutely. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel like that's just tremendous growth on my part. And mm-hmm. Kelly literally had a whole book in adulting where she talked about cooking and then other things like domesticity getting your mind right so aside from that I did want to highlight because we really didn't have a moment to debrief about the conversation with Kelly but for me Mm -hmm. when we were in the middle of the conversation my favorite part of the interview especially for the people if you haven't listened to this conversation just x out of this conversation this episode and go listen to it and then jump back on this episode Mm -hmm. but for me it was when and it wasn't even a planned question. You just knew that it needed to be asked of Kelly, where you were basically talking about why is it that people don't reminisce on that after grad moment after they maybe make it through their 20s and then eventually get into their 30s. And then Kelly just gave such a phenomenal answer as to why that might be. And I think part of it kind of goes into what we wanted to talk about too today. Like she mentioned the elements of sacrifice and hardship that often come with that transition period. So I just wanted to give a shout out to you because I didn't tell that to you personally. I was like, oh my goodness, that is such an essential question that I'm so grateful is on our show. And then there's an answer to back that up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like once you get, she she was reflecting on if I, not if I remember correctly, I do remember correctly. It's like once you get out of everything that you just went through, it's kind of like an aha moment. Like you don't really want to dwindle on the past anymore. It's just like those pressures are what made you where you are today. And so you become grateful for that. And yeah, it's, and maybe that's why most don't take the time to tell us about the hardships because this hardship right now that we're going through is going to be the very thing that makes us who we are in the future. But still. Right. That's what I was going to say. But still, still we are all the After Guys podcast. podcast. <laughs> that is what we do. That is what we that talk is, about. Right. We are highlighting right over this part Head of the story. The yellow highlighter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All day, every day to talk about mm-hmm. those moments and the sacrifices that come with it. And I feel mm-hmm. like a highlight of our show is kind of we're talking about that self-help, the those types of elements that a lot of people discuss. But I feel like what I love about our show and what I love that Kelly contributed is I feel like there's some sort of like academic and intellectual element. And that's kind of what we also wanted to do today, right? When talking about yeah. sacrifice, like everyone has a concept of this idea of sacrifice. We've all made sacrifices. We can think back to a moment where, okay, I had choices that I had to make. And I eventually made a decision. Maybe I regretted it. Maybe I didn't, depending on if you think about regret in that way or not. But inevitably, when we make choices, literally anything, okay, I'm going to decide that this is what I'm cooking or this is the job offer that I'm going to accept. There's other alternatives that could have happened in our life. And I think there's, again, I'm always about a balance. Sometimes it's helpful for us to think about those trade-offs. But then there's other moments where it's just best to live in the moment. And I think that's what we wanted to dive into today Mm -hmm. thinking about sacrifice and how that has impacted us because we've both I would say I'm continuing to this day in this moment making sacrifices 
And some of them I'm grateful for. Some of them, to be entirely frank, I'm irritated by. Hmm. I think one of the one of the things I would have to say more more recently that I found frustration around was I've been applying myself to a lot of different projects and a lot of different things, and I still seem to be placed in this awkward gray zone of like battling with time and like I have to be patient because like a lot of the things that I'm choosing to invest in now are for like the future haul or like the long haul and so like I went to my sister literally yesterday and I said why does it feel like everything is falling through and nothing is like growing from it or coming of it or surfacing yet and she was just like girl like you have to really be real with yourself like a lot of the things that you're into and that you like to do it's for things that are like in your when you're 28, 29 and 30. And so you're expecting something that you're dedicating your time to to happen right now when like the opportunity cost that you're investing in is honestly for something way later in your time. And so after sitting with that, I was like, OK, then why am I so frustrated? Like what is honestly like making me feel so uncomfortable right now? And it was time and I didn't realize it was time until you sent me the article uh, titled The Tyranny of Time. and how like capitalism and politics and um, basically just human existence with us obsessing over knowing science and knowing, you know, what a second is and what an hour is has created this like clock that's as the, as the article said, has created this clock that we all like basically abide to. And so sometimes we have to, like the article was saying, is like disassociate with the clock because that's just simply a representation of time. And so with that being said, you know, to simplify that down a little bit is like honestly knowing my timing and realizing that it's not my timing yet and I have to be okay with that. And so therefore, that that's what helped me find more peace with the current opportunity cost that I'm pursuing right now. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's tangent, but... <laughs> I'm for it. And you're totally right. And I feel like another thing that I'm thinking about from our combo with Kelly is like you're saying it's just not your timing yet and then one thing that she perfectly stated is that you don't often see growth in the moment and I have to remember that too I think everyone when you're making sacrifices you can't expect there to be a quick turnover maybe there is in certain instances but anything that is great or significant in life and the world has taken time and you have to be willing to give up portions of your time and that's really what it's called the tyranny of time oh I said tyranny but I love the title it's tyranny, tyranny. It's the same thing. Tyranny, tyranny. Like, however you want to pronounce it. Like, it's all up to you, friends. However you want to pronounce it. As long as you understand what the Thank word means. All right? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, tyranny, tyranny. That's what it is. And it just talks about, like you were saying, how... And this goes back to our other episode, too. Odds Forever in Our Favor, where we were talking about being lucky and having different amounts of time, being segmented for certain things. We're constantly... And the pandemic also added to this, too. We're just feeling like we're rats on a wheel constantly spinning going nowhere and how do you figure if the sacrifice that you're making is going to be something that pays off long term and again I said I stated at the beginning of this convo like I don't think that determining these things is a perfect science I ultimately think a lot of it comes down to priorities Mm -hmm. ultimately you have to I was reading something to uh, basically there's this concept called time poverty. So when we're talking about the tyranny of time, there can be something called time poverty, which is basically this concept where you have so much to do and yet so little time to accomplish it. 
we like to think, okay, there's 24 hours in a day, but eight of which a third of that time you're sleeping and then commute times. And basically it was just making this point that oftentimes the people that are the most unhappy are the most in time poverty or have the most time poverty, which translates to you not having a lot of right. time. So you constantly grappling with, oh, I don't, okay, I'm, I'm stretched too thin over here. I'm stretched too thin over here. I have two jobs over here. I'm raising children over here. I'm trying to put food on the table for my family. And you can't seem to do anything but work to create more time, but yet there's still not enough time to be created. And all of that, ultimately, what this article so poignantly states is that there's never going to be enough time because time is a social construct, yeah. ultimately. Yeah. And you've always stated, Victoria, on the show, like, time is my biggest asset. <laughs> it's not money that I'm after. It's time. And I think that everyone, like, you have to think like that, ultimately, because I think if we're looking at wealthy people, right, for example, of course, they have a lot of money. And regardless of if you're trying to strive to be incredibly wealthy, I'll leave that up to you. But also, these people have large swaths of time at their disposal. And that's powerful. There's other arguments thinking about recreation and leisure that that come with it. Because I know for me, I'm not living to work. That's not what I'm after. I'm working to live. Everything that I'm doing is trying to create more opportunities to just have more free time and to rest effortlessly and to just exist, right? And so all the sacrifices that I'm making, I have the faith and the thought that eventually it's in service of giving me more free time because I'm not trying to work for the rest of my life. I don't want to have to be working for the man to live. I just want to be able to make money peacefully. Not a lot. I also love how Kelly was stating that too. Like, I'm not looking for a lot of money. Money's never been that important to me. It's just a survival mechanism because we live in a certain economic system. Yeah. And then on on that point, it's just like as you're on your journey to have that way, that lifestyle of like having a lot of time on your hands the current journey you're on, who's to say that you're running out of time? And that's what I liked about the article as well, is just like, as you're reaching that goal or trying to get there, there shouldn't necessarily be a time. You shouldn't be on the clock of everybody else. You shouldn't be on the clock in which that was created, honestly, for capitalism, yes. that was created for politics, and that was created for the rich man, honestly, because yes. we're working on his time. We're literally, Always. we're working for the boss. Yes. It's his timing. It's not our own. And so what I loved about the article is how it was saying we have gotten disconnected from our natural clock, Ooh. from um, from our our natural inner being clock that is Come completely on. like separated from the social standard clock. And so- I'm just trying to get more in tune with that as I'm and which is making me more patient in what I'm choosing to invest in now for that opportunity cost of having a lifestyle that provides me more time. And I believe that that's why I believe the biggest asset is time, because the richest man has all the time in the world and the poorest people are on their time and abide by their clockwork. And then just to think back to our 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 roots and our ancestors and in the article, it kind of covered that as well, a little portion that there used to be different so many different time zones like by down to the area or like the community of like where you were and so whenever the sun rose to like your highest peak in your area that was in which you that's what you abided to but the only reason why we all got onto one harmonious time work is mainly because investors merchants <laughs> and <laughs> people who <laughs> the birth to of capitalism more, yeah birth <laughs> of capitalism globalization and so forth like and they mentioned charles baldwin in there they wanted like the trains to come in at a certain hour 
or the transportation of a certain product to happen, you know, just the meetups, just the the certain things that like to make things more efficient. And that was what it was originally created for. But because that has become the centerfold of a lot of the things that we do and we connect money as a lot of us prioritize having money over time, we then created this whole construct of like, let's all be on the same page. And one thing I didn't know is like all of China, did you know they're all on the same time zone you know I how like in the I read US, that somewhere because obviously you're deep into the Chinese research but yeah I feel like I read that somewhere. it was mentioned in the article oh it was mentioned it was, in the article yeah Ooh, yeah mm, didn't highlight that there. My bad. and I was like wow I didn't know mm. this it's such a large region and yeah. they all work on the same clock and they said some areas of China their 12 noon is like when the sun is setting for oh. them and so that's just crazy and a lot of people in China like the work it, like they're known for mm-hmm. the amount of labor that they provide of hand labor. And so the fact that they're all on one time frame is just it, it, it makes it kind of starting to make sense. So I'm happy that we have, you know, at least Western Eastern time. Yeah. zone. So but just to come full it circle, we need to. Things. Yeah, I feel like on a more minute note, like we just need to come become more in tune with our internal clock. So realizing that we actually do have all the time in the world and mm-hmm. it's it's necessary that with our timing, we choose the right investment, the right trade-off for the current moment. Like, I'm so happy you shared that, No, because I was going to bring us back to the internal clock. And then you used the word natural. You were talking about ancestors. And there's been a thought that I've been having. Obviously, the pandemic exposed so much. But I was just thinking, like, I'm also watching the TV show The Last of Us. And I love those types of shows where it's drama and it's a pandemic or there's some type of outbreak of sorts and you're trying to walk through what that life would look like survival for me it's just like going down to a slow lifestyle I'm really interested in in the long term what that might look like for me like honestly when I'm able to get my career together and I can just finally disassociate because I'm no longer having to stress about money I just want to go live on a farm Quite honestly, I'm being so serious. And I'm becoming that person. You're becoming like, like, you know, okay. How Gigi has like her. She, of course, you know, she's a model, but you know, the homegirl lives on a farm. Like you mentioned (laughs) that to me too at one point. And and I was like, like, I I didn't know that. You, I swear, like that's why. There's a, I, there's a part of me that's just like, okay, I'm I'm okay with being at the forefront, but at the same time, there's an opposite side that's like, I want to be disconnected. Yes, in nature. It's like I can't be in between. Yeah. Yeah, no, because it I'm is. just thinking, I mean, I think part of this is coming from the fact that I now know how to cook, and I say that with strong confidence. Like, and I just want to wait. Be wait, hold on. Be... Wait till you want real chickens in your backyard. <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. Wait, wait I might, I might get there, and I'm already <laughs> thinking about because I was. It was green onions. This is really what started this thought. It was literally green onions. I was like, why am I green onions spoiling after a week? Like, what's going on? And I'm looking in the refrigerator and I'm just having a personal dialogue with me and my refrigerator. And I'm looking at these green onions. They're soft. And I'm like, they're supposed to be firm. What's going on? And I researched me researching techniques to preserve food. Iconic. (laughs) Iconic. And so I'm like, I'm researching and I found that if you wrap the green onions in paper towel, put Mm. them in a plastic bag, remove all the oxygen. That part is pretty common. But the plastic, the... And the the paper towel takes the water. Paper towel, it takes the water. You already knew, but I'm just learning this. I'm just learning this. But before you wrap them in the paper towel, you want to dab them down, right? Mm. To remove all the excess water wrap them up. I'm, I'm wondering if some people are like, this was already well known. But to me, this is no, so no, 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 no. When we and were I, in D.C. and we had a smaller space, yeah. I was trying to figure out how to make my cilantro last longer. So that's when mm. I had my little 
Google search on yeah. how I can make that last longer. No, not a yeah. lot of people do this. Uh-huh. And you know, I always make this comment. I mean, your older sister, you've shared so much about how she is literally, I feel like, out of all the people that I know, really just connected with agriculture and nature. And I just commend her on that. I didn't know the significance of that in the past. Okay. But as I've grown older and realized, really, I mean, there's so many jobs out there, too, that you just don't recognize and appreciate how if those people stopped working, that would disrupt your whole reality with quickness yeah. immediately. Yeah. And I'm thinking about farmers, too, about yeah, how they're thinking about how the eggs like we had. I forgot what incident happened for the eggs to go up, but it was just all over TikTok. Oh and my gosh, I remember that when Everything. we were in DC, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had, we were talking about the them darn avocados wanted to be twelve. The audacity, the audacity! Yeah. And I'm sitting here right now. I've just been eating plain toast lately. I can't afford avocados, even though the and price has gone so down. It's so sad because like, I'm in Texas and it's like three dollars for a big batch. Three dollars, three dollars, because we're like so close to Mexico. So I'm starting to think of all of that, like. Where do I want to live? Because I don't want to live in the cold where they're going to charge me $9 for a bag of avocados mm-hmm. because they're not as close. But And that also goes back to what we're talking about, too, with the sacrifices, right? Because right. earlier I was talking about th- there's so much that contributes to that concept of time poverty, not having enough time. And one sacrifice that people make is I like this job. The pay is really good. But unfortunately, I'm not able to get an apartment or an accommodation that's within close proximity to my place of work. Therefore, I'm having to drive maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I remember at one point, my dad grew up, I, me, raised me in Little Rock, Arkansas, and was working in Pine Bluff. That's an hour distance there and back. So an hour there and an hour back. And he was coaching a tennis team, a college tennis team that was there. And that's just one example of how literally two hours of your day is spent (laughs) commuting transporting yourself to the place of work. And that's just a sacrifice that you sometimes have to make. And you might not be aware of how that sacrifice might make you feel when you're making that decision to maybe take on a specific job or do whatever. But then you get in it and you're just like, oh, I don't really like this. Like, I'm not really for this. And that's sometimes unfortunate because then you have to backtrack occasionally and be like, okay, maybe this wasn't the choice that I wanted to make, which is okay. Like, I don't ever think that there's a moment where you should regret the choices. I think you yeah. should just learn from them ultimately. Yeah. But yeah. for me, I've just been thinking a lot about this concept of of time poverty and just how how to properly and in the best ways spend certain amounts of time. And I think I also shared another article with you and it was literally just titled Effortless Rest. And for me, this particular one, it was just it was really simple just talking about this idea kind of going back to what we were talking about on our soft life conversation right where we were talking about ways to just make life seem easier than what it is stop oversimplifying certain things it doesn't always have to be overcomplicated when you're when you're making certain choices for example oh this is actually a really perfect example we responded to one of our like dear aftergrad submissions and if y'all have any situations drama debates going on in your life in regards to what it's like to be a postgraduate or just an adult or something, you should definitely submit to our forum, please do, so that we can continue to respond to those. But there was a person that was working two jobs. At first, they were working a full-time job, but then they had to make more money. And they recognized that the current job that I have right now isn't going to cover the bills, the rent, the utilities, my gym membership, all these things. Maybe I have to sacrifice my gym membership. But ultimately, this person decided, okay, as much as it sucks, and I'm already stretching myself thin at this corporate position, I now have to take on a second job, a part-time job that I'm going to be working in the evening time. So now that's more 
of my time that I'm trading for more money to just survive. And what do you what do you do when you're in that predicament? But I think ultimately part of where we're at for me, I'm recognizing a lot of it. We're talking about sacrifices, but I kind of want to reframe it and maybe a little bit more positive dialogue or mindset and thinking about it as like strategic would, sacrifices. And, you know, maybe not even the word sacrifices. This is why I love the term opportunity cost, mm. because both of them are have opportunity within them. Like both of them offer like a sense of happiness or something that you gain from it. But ultimately, you're not necessarily losing in one or the other. So like the I do want to state this on the show is like the the formal definition for opportunity cost is the loss of potential gain from other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. And so it's it's not necessarily what you're what you're harping on is why like why you don't like the word sacrifice because it seems like it means you made the wrong choice, but with when we use the term opportunity cost, it's just saying that you missed out possibly on a larger gain on another one, but doesn't necessarily mean that you did not get any gains from the chosen alternative. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Continue. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And I think you're totally right. I think that like opportunity mm -hmm. cost is a good way to think about it. And I think what I want to get across in this conversation mm -hmm. is that's an economic term. I don't know if any of y'all took economics. Yeah. Oh, okay. I certainly yeah, did. I right. No, no, you're fine. No, I mean, but some people might not know that. And yeah, I, mean, no, I, exactly, took, I took econ 101 or it was econ 50 at my university. I don't know yeah. what they call it at other places, but I learned that's the one thing that I remember from economics and oh that class just was not for me. I think the reason why like economics is so hard to conceptualize is because it has a lot to do with life and living. And so I know for me I first took economics in high school and I didn't really understand it that much, but then there's a shift in like my mental, like when I no longer was playing tennis and I was trying to decide what did I want to do next and figuring that out. There was like a lot of different processes of like journaling that I went through and I started talking. I didn't know I was talking economics, but I started talking about, okay, what do I gain from getting from doing this degree instead of this degree? And it, it's like, I, I feel like it's honestly how we naturally think, but they just put it in something that can be quantifiable into a graph. So I don't know. I'm I'm watching also. I'm I started watching Snowfall by the way. Snowfall, Snowfall, the movie, the, no, the TV show. Yeah, it's it's about like the crack pandemic. Oh, I've missed yeah. that one. Is it a movie or is it a TV show? It's a TV show. It's okay. really good. It's really good. I've been meaning to Which come platform? around to it for the longest. It's on Hulu. It's on, it's Hulu. on oh, and I'm, I'm watching it on one. your account. Oh, period. I love that you still have <laughs> access to my account. Yes, yeah, sharing is caring at Netflix. Y'all are really disrespectful for what y'all are up to. Thank trying you. Trying to lock down these passwords. It's really disrespectful. No, but yeah, thank you for bringing that point full circle. And you're amazing at um, data science, which I feel like True. is like a new component that is True. just now highlighting social science even more which i find so it's so so interconnected which kind of brings me to like with knowing economics or not knowing economics sometimes it is good i feel like a good baseline thing to know within economics is like what kind of one thing we say or we used to say not used to say we still say um in economics is like what kind of investor are you mm -hmm. and i think that applies a lot to life and like trade-offs as well is like what kind of attitude do you have with playing into investments. And so like, of course, like in the actual course, we're talking about money, but in this 
it's situation in this conversation right now, I feel like we can apply it to the things that we do or the right. time that we invest in. Mm-hmm. Hence why we, you know, love or why I love the article so much. But there's like three kinds of investors. And so I kind of just wanted to ask you, Kane, mm-hmm. like which kind of investor do you feel like you would be? And I'm going to go through them all. Mm-hmm. But there's just three. So there's there's risk averse. And I'm going to read them. Sorry, for yeah, the podcast. For the sake, podcast. Just yeah, so, so like we can get have, all the definitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's risk averse. And risk aversion is this tendency to avoid risk. The term risk averse describes an investor who chooses the preservation of capital over the potential of a higher than average return. Okay. Conceptualizing that is just like they don't really consider you don't what the take return a risk. is. They don't they don't really when they or when they're thinking about taking a risk, they don't really consider the risk. They rather focus on what they already have mm-hmm. and like just have that. So to me that like I internalize that as like we have so many, not so many, but we have people in aftergrad moment who right now they love that nine to five, but they know they also have like a thing for the arts or thing for kind of stepping out on their own, but they don't even want to conceptualize that because they, they're they so in love with what they already have. And that's where they want to be. And that's okay for right. their reality. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, as we were just talking right now in terms of like what we're sacrificing in this moment, that's not our reality. And right. then back to like the tyranny of time is like, we have to be okay with that because mm-hmm. that's your timing. And this is, this unfortunately is going to be ours because, you know, we're taking the longer investment. Right. And then there's also like the neutral person and risk neutral describes the mindset where investors focus on potential gains when making investment decisions. So they're looking more at what I'm going to get out of what I'm putting in mm-hmm. ra- largely rather than what they're putting in to get out. And, the last one is just straight up risky. Like, you don't <laughs> give up. Like, yeah. you just put anything out there, no matter what you have or what you give. And those tend to be like, it's like, miss, 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 hit. And when you hit, you go long, you know? Mm-hmm. So, in terms um, of me, like, which one I am, I think I would first, I would have to create like a fourth one, to be honest. I feel like I would be mm, somewhere okay. in between. Yeah, I mean, I feel I, like I, that, I, there's I, like a yeah. spectrum, personally. But then I would, okay, well, before I give you my yeah, answer. Yeah, let's say spectrum. That's yeah, smart. spectrum. Yeah, like an investor spectrum. I feel like that, that's yeah. the way I was internalizing. I was like, okay, three categories, but I'm probably somewhere, as many people might be, like in between mm-hmm. one or two. But again, going back, like investing, you need money, first of all. So like I've personally, I've never been in a type of situation where I felt initially comfortable to m- maybe make an investment or set aside money. No, but like the investment of your time right now. So like True. right now you're investing your time. In, yes. In, in our situation, especially for the aftergrad moment yes, where, yes. where a lot of us don't have money, I'm thinking time. time. I'm thinking Agreed. like, okay, this weekend, I'm not going out. Right. Right. That's a sacrifice. I'm sorry. That's 100% a sacrifice. And that you're, is you're my choosing investment. to invest. Yeah, that is your investment. I'm so choosing I was making, to read a book. I'm making, I'm making a <laughs> distinction between like, yes, make reading a book, however you want to invest your time. I'm making right. a distinction between the financial and the time and the spiritual, however else. But like, I want to be clear. I'm always clear in regards to money. I want to make that abundantly clear that that is what I was talking about in regards to the money <laughs> elements. Like I've never been initially, I just didn't feel like that conversation was for me and my reality, specifically for money. And so in that situation, I probably would still, let me just categorize everything, even with time. If we're shifting over to time, I think I'm somewhere in between risk neutral and risk. What was the the part that came after that third category? Risky. Just risky, straight up just straight risky. risky. I feel like I'm in between. So like in yeah, halfway, halfway between risky and risk neutral. And I, I didn't read the, let me say risky is the aggressive investor who aims to earn the highest return with little thought or consideration. Aims to earn the most return with little thought. The highest. The highest. Yeah. 
with little consideration. With so little they consideration. kind of like can blindly go into a bet. Okay. As long as yeah, well, that's never me. I'm always want to think something out. I'm always like with my emotions, with my time, with how I allocate anything, I'm always applying thought. And I feel like, yeah, if you're risky, you sometimes, you might apply thought, but other times you might be, well, I've got it. Or like, even if I don't got it, like I'm willing to bet on me, right? And that we'll, we'll see how it goes. And I mean, it depends on how you rationalize it, I think. I mean, you might look at other people's lives, not saying you should compare, but maybe you still do look at other people's lives or situations and maybe think that's a little risky, but maybe in their reality to them, it's risk neutral, possibly. <laughs> and I mean, ultimately, like it should be an internal conversation. But for me, I think in general, I can't be all the way risky because with any type of choice, any thought, how I spend my time, I'm generally, when it comes to an outcome, of sorts, right? Because another thing I wanted to talk about today was kind of this categorization of work, recreation, or play, and leisure, like what that pendulum kind of looks like. But in terms of not only thinking about an outcome of sorts, I would want to say that I'm in between those two categories for myself because I've got to have a thought. I can't, yeah. I'm never in a moment <laughs> where I'm not thinking about We're the outcome, to. right? But I definitely think, and I mean, I think our journey is a testament that too i mean i was going back and thinking about what all have we sacrificed thus far like us living in that small apartment in dc like literally excuse me pardon me going down the hallway like literally (laughs) that thing was like 300 square feet for two people you could barely cook in the kitchen it was literally two squares essentially like that that was literally it like you hit each other when you're opening the refrigerator like you you need to leave the space for me to get my food out of the refrigerator That, that that's what it was but also grateful for those interactions in those moments too because I feel like again that sacrifice contributed I think to something now or in the future it Mm -hmm. taught us the value of working hard and sharing too like oh that's a conversation I can go deep on like for me I'm not interested in any type of investment conversation without the concept of community right like Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in only investing to generate an outcome for myself Mm -hmm. okay when we're talking about if I'm risky or risk neutral definitely it's community it's yes. community at the forefront mm-hmm. of it like what will this generate not just for that. me yeah yeah so yes. i don't, yeah i have to think about what's happening for for my people all right for the people that i care about my chosen family that i'm never interested in a conversation about investing just just for me i'm always thinking about at, at the bare minimum my parents at the end of but the day but that's why i just yeah i want to clarify for those who are listening in it's like pegging your we're right now i feel like we're pegging the type of investor of t- into time mm-hmm. we are so that that involves talking about our ourselves and like what we are dedicating to in our life but it's not we're definitely not associating it with like money returns and the dividends that we get right but then i also want to say that i think money and time are inextricably linked as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can mm-hmm. have a conversation without thinking about the other because they're related to we're, we're living under capitalism. I think you can. You can talk about them, but personally, you can please debate. Let's debate. Let's debate. But that's my <laughs> assertion. That's my assertion. I mean, back to the article is mm-hmm. just like it's it's tying those two that can really give us a false reality of where we are mm-hmm. and um how we should move for ourselves. Yeah. So, I think that there should be a level of awareness in which you need to know that there's there it doesn't matter if like the time and the money doesn't line up necessarily mm-hmm. it's not always the case and right now in my case it's not lined up and i have to be okay with that mm-hmm. right but like you were saying because we are 
we've created a clock to like under capitalism, under politics to maneuver and to marginalize folks and to have some who gain benefit from time and money and others who don't like then of course, yeah, that's, it does play a role, but I don't think it should be in our mindset right now as young individuals, as young new adults to this world. I don't think it should be of high concern for us yet. I like that clarification. That's, that's where I'm at right now. I like, I like the clarification. And then let me add to that because we're on the same page per usual, mm-hmm. but I like the back and forth. I would say whenever I'm thinking about, especially like anything political or environmental or anything that's societally related that doesn't just impact me, I make two arguments in my head. There's one that's based on the way things are and one based on the reality that I hope to see in the future. Preach. So... When I was speaking about how you can't have a conversation about time without having a conversation of money and vice versa, that's on the way things are. What I'm working towards, the community that that you and I are building, and how I know that even amidst that type of reality, you still have to actively separate the two as best as you can in working towards a goal, then there's that argument that you make there's two different conversations and sometimes that can be confusing and so sometimes people might misunderstand what i'm saying as my mom references like when she ever answers a question right are you are you are you asking for my you want my flesh answer or do you want my spiritual answer right that i feel like is always circulating here as well so you're you're answering to the flesh right now which is where we have to physically abide by the standards that are the status quo within our reality (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. I want to emphasize that because I want y'all to understand and take that away. Because For me, that's just been very helpful. And I think (laughs) me and my dad, we've been having conversations about a a lot of stuff. But oftentimes I fear that I might not be understood when I'm speaking about certain things because he might think that I'm talking about I'm speaking from a place of what I wish things were rather than me just making a point about the way things are presently. Mm -hmm. And so for me, yeah, I think you can totally have a conversation. And you, you should do your best to structure this investment perspective around time and not thinking about thinking about the money. As we were saying earlier, like this is a long game. The aftergrad journey, it's a long game. And accepting that how you behave now is going to build the character for who you are in the future. And there's no there sometimes I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's stressful. Sure. But you do have a lot, even though sometimes it might seem that way. You have a lot that you can control. And that's all we, you, anybody should be focusing on in in the day-to-day. But then I'm always one to emphasize that in the background, there's that other, there's that other argument in terms of understanding and recognizing the pressures, the capitalism. Like I'm always, I will never not negotiate those conversations. I mean, with that, with that being said, I'm you were saying that you kind of go between like neutral and risky. Mm-hmm. And I think there's looking back, I always kind of associated myself with neutral as well it's like I have to put some thought behind it but I look back at my freshman year of school of life or the year right after graduating college and I feel like there was some moves I made that were really risky that as I would tell people that old Victoria would be like girl what are you doing true like us just up and moving to dc off like whim i look back right. at that decision like where was the thought i know in that yeah. where was it um and so <laughs> yeah but i feel like that high risk is going to you know and th- that's one rule of thumb in social science that is always kind of like the gear point for a lot of people is like the higher the risk tends to be the higher the reward and so 
we'll see if that actually plays out in our storyline. And I'm excited to see that. Um, but with that being said, with me right now, I think I'm more risk adverse. And so I'm thinking a lot of I prioritize trading my future potential for temporary pleasures. So I think that looks like <laughs> not really going out right now. Um, a lot of things are just like studying, reading, um, <laughs> studying, reading, working, um, and sleeping, and then working on my health. And so to a lot of people right now, and there's some people around me who are like, are you living really living it up? But I'm actually extremely happy with this moment that I'm in right now. And I feel so at peace at it. The only time I feel pressure about it is when I'm stepping out and like other people with their timing, right? Because this is where the time plays a mm. part. Their timing right now for them allows them and to feel as if right now this is a great moment to explore the city or mm. to explore, you know, drinking and so yeah. forth like that, which is why it's not a sacrifice one or the other and one is better than the other. But it's just like, I need to find piece in my timing for the trade that I'm making right now. And so what I'm loving most about what I'm trading is working on my health, like understanding, like you said, food better, understanding my internal clock and my connection to nature and why I am the way I am and why I sometimes am nervous or not nervous or like I'm really exploring myself right now. And I, I absolutely love it. And of course, that comes with a lot of like refinement within myself or like a lot of self time but I'm not I don't necessarily feel like I'm missing out or anything because that's the trade I'm willing to take right now to figure out because I'm just so obsessed not obsessed but I'm I find so that's really my passion right now is like figuring out my higher self and like my mom was telling me the other day like not everybody gets to find their higher self before they die and I'm like <gasps> Oh, God, I want to find mine. What? So if right. that, that means me, right. And I want and I want to enjoy it, too. Like, I really want to enjoy it. So if that means me kind of like sacrificing the person I am now to understand the person I am later, that's OK with me. And that's a trade off that I'm really at peace with right now. And I love in this aftergrad moment. That's beautiful, friend. And Thank speaking you. of other people's time, I was telling you. I was telling you off camera about some things that were happening in my reality. And this example mm -hmm. might attest to the fact that I was so focused on money in mm -hmm. uh, a few comments ago. But I was telling <laughs> I you, you already know where I'm going with this. I wasn't even going to talk about it today, but I was like, actually, I don't. So yeah. let's go. <laughs> right, right. Ready. So, oh my goodness. You know, I'm getting notifications via my banking app basically telling me like, hello, Robert, your account, it's under $50. And they do that. Like, that's just something that Chase Bank does, which I very much so appreciate. But also it creates various stressors. And you were talking about how other people's time can sometimes impact your reality. Y'all, okay. And a few episodes ago, I mentioned to you how I started working a new part-time job at a tennis facility as a tennis instructor. And that's been going well. The classes are fantastic. I'm really loving the work that I'm doing. Yay, yeah, that's yes. def that definitely warrants a few claps. Like, I'm very happy yes. about that. And it's been about seven or eight weeks. And in the contract, it says that we're supposed to be paid monthly. Okay, I started working first week in February. It's, I'm looking at the calendar right now, March 22nd is when this episode is being recorded. Oh I have yet to receive my check. And it's about to be checks, plural. Okay, right. that's where we're at. I've yet to receive it. And so the reason that we're at this point is because apparently, I don't understand how people, the person that's supposed to be receiving my documentation and forms, is alleging that they haven't received my W-9 forms. And I'm an independent contractor with this role, so that's the form that I fill out. 
And I had sent it at least three times at this point. And at one point, I had even left a physical copy on one of my coworkers' desk at the instruction of my boss, who told me that's where I want you to leave it. And that person's going to scan it and send it to the revenue department. And now it's about five weeks after that initial encounter. They're continuing to say that they have not received any type of documentation from me. And so then I was like, okay, cool. No reason to overreact. Let me just resend this documentation. That's what I did. Where I get livid <laughs> is where the person that was awaiting my W-9 form basically waited a whole week after I sent an email basically saying, here is my W-9 form, the document that you requested. Do you need anything else from me? Please see attached for the document. A whole week went by, a whole five days, whole five business days. All right. There was no holidays in between. No excuse. I get an email five days later, them saying, oh, unfortunately, I didn't receive your document. Okay. Do you not think that that would be something that you would need to send to the person who's waiting on their check already late at this point, the second that you receive the email and the attachment is not there? And that's what I brought up to my boss. I was like, okay, let me be diplomatic because I have other people. I was talking to my mom about this. I was talking to my dad about this. And you know, they're ready to pull up with fists. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Can we just calm down for a second? Because I work with these people. And then at the same time, like, these are people, you too, you're laughing. You were like, uh-uh, no, like, you need to come in and get your money. And I'm like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But even if I wasn't working here, and let, let's talk through this, because these are certain things. I don't know if anyone else has a story like this. Goodness, I need y'all to respond to me about my situation right I now. I mean, everyone's <laughs> story is different, but I know I know the aftergrads are out there where they're in situations where people are playing with their money. Playing like with their money. Like they're putting in, in the, the time. time that they're supposed to. I'm including, including myself. Literally last week, I just got informed. So the serving job that I do in the evening, um, they came to us and they were like, oh, okay, so the paychecks y'all got, last week mm -hmm. we actually overpaid you guys and so oh. we're going to be taking off money off of your next paychecks for the next blah 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 months and i'm like excuse me oh how excuse funny. me and then they showed me so they were like and then to, to top it off like they were like the silver lining is think about no. it like this you got an advance no and now yeah we're just, and i said but i didn't want an advance whose boss's so, boss, who's boss's boss do we need to contact what's, what's good so then not only that i check and they show me how much i'm going to be giving over the course of a couple of months. Oh, and it, they took it the liberty. Doesn't, it doesn't add up. This is the biggest part. It does not add up. And so I'm watching how the attitude, first I was seeing how everyone's attitude was rioting against it and how they were saying, okay, that's fine, but the numbers you're saying we now owe you doesn't add up. And I was like, okay, yes, yes. Okay, so we all agree. So we're all going to go to the boss and we're going to figure this out, right? No, sure. I watched how the attitude permeated of like, oh, no, it's actually okay. Like, we're not in control of it. So we're just going to go with it. And so now I'm like the only one still like yeah. amped up about like figuring out what's good. But I'm seeing how everybody is now like, oh, no, we shouldn't. We should just keep working. Oh, I'm so sorry. Grateful I'm so sorry. To be here. And I'm still like, hold on. We're talking income. Yeah. We're talking, no, you're talking and, people's and, livelihoods. And You've I shouldn't spent be the that one money. that's like that pressed yet, right? Like I don't have kids. I don't have, but there's I know. people who have families right. I'm thinking about who are like too. listening to the their bosses say, oh, you're going to be okay. Like, and they're, they're, they're eating it and they're saying, okay, fine. And then they're still choosing to show up. And I'm like, what's the next job for this me? Because this is strike three. Like I'm, I'm done. It's like when you play with my income. 
You're playing with me. You're playing with my livelihood. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely You're playing with right. my livelihood. But I know people are looking at me and it's like, a game you have no people. business. Like, you really have no business. I, I shouldn't be that pressed because of where I'm at. I don't Ugh. care. No, it that doesn't does matter. That's besides the point. Why this is not right. But I, I say that to, yeah, say like, yes, we they, they are messing. They're messing with us. Yeah, with the time <laughs> and the money. And it's just like, yeah. I'm, I, I, and I've been down a little bit because of it, because mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I'm in between a rock and a hard place because I'm sitting here getting you know, these notifications on my phone. And it's not like that's the amount of money, like less than $50. I was explaining this to you too that I have in my bank account. But obviously people make plans. And again, it's besides the right. point, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't know how I'm spending my money. That's not even a conversation that needs to be had. But I'm sitting here waiting and showing up, doing a great job, doing extra, covering people's shifts, right? When people call me in, covering y'all shifts. When you call me in and you say that you can't come into work, I- I'm doing that because I want to be a good teammate and a good employee. And a good friend at that matter. Not that work is your family or anything like that. We can talk about that as well because that's a lie that has been spilled far too many times throughout corporate. But anywho, it's just a really sucky situation. And thankfully, it it was a fine conversation. You know, I, again, I try to be diplomatic. I'm always thinking about my emotions. And again, my mom, she had literally been calling my phone multiple times because I had explained the situation to her. And she's like, no, this is unacceptable. Like, do I need to call them? Do I need to call them? Dad, same thing. And it's just like, I'm just trying not to rock the boat. And I hate that that's the position that I feel like I'm in because I want to come across in a particular way, not to appease people, but that's just the way that I believe in generating good karma. Like I'm just a good, I try to be a good, friendly individual. But at the same time, it's like, no, like this isn't the moment to be friendly. This isn't the moment to be cordial because you're playing with my livelihood, as is the situation for you that you just shared too. Like the company made a mistake. Right. Like the company made a mistake. The money's been spent. All right. You're not going. I thought you were going to say they were going to ask for it back, which I would have been like, oh, hilarious. Like you think I'm writing you a check? The audacity for you to even utter those words. How hilarious. But then they're saying, oh, we're going to take it a step further. We're going to take the money out of your next check. Someone, I don't know who, or my dad always says, or over, t- oh, okay, like a percentage over time, yeah. like still unacceptable. It's unacceptable. The business made a mistake. What it's just so interesting how businesses choose to lift morale, not saying that that's what they were trying to do, but not thinking about how their actions impact the people that make their business their business. Yeah, it's, but then, it's just I mean, there's odd. also the other end, it's just like as a future business owner, it's like, is there a way for like you to stay empathetic with the people and what they're going through? And it just seems like they can't in order to make the moves that are empathetic for them. And like, I just, it's just so, it's when more money, and that's, that's, that's when I get into my bag of like my spiritual bag of like, it's just beyond me. And maybe this is just something to just grow me. Um, but then we have a lot of people who are like that, right? Like who, who claim, who lean into the spirit side and they're just like, you know, hardship builds character and stuff like that. And I'm like, but how long <laughs> do we have to like keep? taking the higher road oh, um that's the part that question. always just like gets love the me. answer to that anybody have it <laughs> I'd, love, I'd love i'd love to know I, yeah. I literally that's literally one of the key questions that i ask myself like how long and then there's that time element there's that time back right. at the door back at right. the door and it's you know i don't i don't control that necessarily so. and that's how i think we end up like you said at the very beginning of this episode we end up becoming like the rodent on the wheel like I have not wrote it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <not serious>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weak. Yes, period. Four-legged monster. Uh, no. Right. 
<laughs> that's but how we was... get on the wheel. It's like, but I, you know, and I have my moments where I step off the wheel and I'm like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, mm-hmm. like enough is enough at the end of the day. And then when your timing of figuring out of enough is enough also kind of it, which is why I think the after guide moment is so precious is like figuring out like what is okay and what is not okay and what is for you and not is for you. Because you were talking about yesterday, we were on a FaceTime call and you were saying like, when we look at investment and investment of our time and say, we want to pivot in our careers, right? Like what does that look like and how does that risk outweigh each other, you know, and so forth. Cause we might have someone listening in who like, they already have a quite a bit of time underneath their belt already, but they're thinking about a transition or investing their time elsewhere because it's no longer serving them. Right. Because like I was having that same thought, like looking at what the things that were going on with my pay grade, I was like, mm-hmm. do I need to find another job? Uh, but then I was thinking I was outweighing the risk factor of no, because then it takes two weeks of training mm-hmm. to find another spot. And then you won't get paid until another two weeks. That ends up being like another month of like time right. that go t- goes towards me trying to figure out another job when instead of just staying where I'm at right now and like focusing on the other things that are more important to me. And so I kind of think about that now in terms of trade-off for those who are like wanting to step into different careers because they no longer like investing what they are in. There is, I don't want to be naive to the fact that there's now like some, some not sacrifice, but you are at a disadvantage when you're choosing to make that shift later rather than sooner, which is why after guys, for those who are listening in, it's like, I feel like right now the conversation we're having about trade-off, it's very important that you are aware of your opportunity cost as you're setting forth into your earlier 20s so that you can make sure that you're investing your time into the right things. And for those who are after the earlier 20s and like later and making that pivot, just understanding the reality of like, for instance, back to what I was saying, when you were mentioning 401k, we were talking about 401k and that's Mm -hmm. like a form of investment that you, when you get a certain job, you get secured into so that you have a retirement fund later on. We can look at that as a metaphor. And I was saying to you, when you take out your money too soon or too early, you're from your 401k, like say you want to use it not for retirement, but just because like it's there and it's money that you need right now, they, you have a penalty. You have to pay the taxes on the 401k as if it was an income. And then there's also like a percentage depending on like what type of retirement plan you're on that you have to pay for taking it out too soon because the bank was banking on you keeping that money still and letting it grow over time. And so with that being said, like we are kind of our own 401ks and we have to be considerate of the fact that if we do decide at any given moment to make that adjustment, there's going to be a tax that we have to pay on ourselves in order to make that pivot. And so that's why it's more precious, just precious precious to make the right investment now now as you are in your younger 20s. And then for the older ones, like understanding that there is going to be a tax, but Honestly, because of whatever that opportunity costs for that alternative that you're wanting to choose for that happiness, that trade off, if that outweighs it, make it pay that tax. And then eventually the new investment will show for itself. Right. Like um, which I, I say that to say, like, we shouldn't be scared. That's the main thing. And back to the timing of our internal clocks, if the taxing of like shifting and pivoting means more times, more time to something else and less money coming in your bank but it does equal you having more happiness in what you do in life. Honestly, that's the move and that's the timing for you. And that's, that's the time that is to me is more, more valuable than money alone. And so that's just bringing full circle, but like back to like the, with the money situation as well. I like that you use the word precious too now, because I'm thinking 
back to a book that we had mentioned before. It's called The Defining Decade, basically arguing for why like the 20s really are an important decade. And sometimes yeah. there's that pop cultural narrative where it's just for partying and having a good time and you can figure yourself out later. And it's like, I'm for having a great time. It's great to enjoy the moment, but it's precious. Like you said, you don't get this period twice. You simply don't. And Kelly was like, no one could pay me to redo my 20s. I'm like, heard you still in it. Agree for the most part, but we're in it. So now I have to love it. I need to find ways to make it fun. But like what you were just saying, I want to emphasize that. it's. It, it, I really resonate with that statement about the 20s being Maybe not the defining decade, but a defining decade. I mean, maybe every decade has in some way, shape, or form, only time will tell, a defining component that we'll come to realize. I mean, I know that Kelly mentioned at one point how, like, in your 30s, a lot of times, even though terrible things can happen at any point in our lives, literally in the next second, but it seems like in 30s, at least from her experience, there seems to be these catastrophic events that are very personal and deep, that cut hard, that happen in that period, you know, parents are getting older, friendships are being becoming stressed, and long-distance relationships might be a part of the mix, and so it can become a little difficult, and I think what you wrapped up is perfect. Like, we're all about to go into tax season, too. I just want to say, like, I have yet to file a single tax. Like, never filed my taxes before, and and I'm not filing them this year, either. Like, it's just not there yet, so anyway. I'll never forget, like, when I was younger, um, my pastor said something, and I was like, oh, that can't be me. Like, he made it sound, to me, my younger self, it just sounded so scary, and he was just like, you are at your weakest when you exit out of college, and I didn't know what he meant at the time. <laughs> he was like, your, your, your brain is more malleable to the influences around you, and I was, like, eight hearing this, mm -hmm. so... I, to me, it just sounded like a big monster that was going to be after me, like coming after me when I graduate from college. And so, but now that I'm older, it makes sense. And then you, you being in your marketing bag and like teaching me so much on how like marketing is such a powerful thing that we don't talk a lot about and how it can persuade us to do so many things that are in tune with who we are. I see how marketing is just so good so good at like capturing us at our weakest moment to make us you know do things that really aren't in touch when and I feel like it's because they know like we we are our, we're actually our strongest at this age and yeah. it's just like but if we, we have can, the most amount of time if, left right but it's really and yeah and that's why again like I kind of get frustrated when people just nonchalantly say like Oh, it's okay if you don't know now. Like you can figure it out later. That's that's mm -hmm. fine to an that's extent. That's fine. Yep. Come on, bring it around. But I think I think a lot of companies they bet on that stuff. Like they're like they don't know who they are. So let's let's get them in a credit card bill. Uh -oh. Let's get them in that loan because Yikes. they don't actually need the degree. But you know, at least they can you know Whoops. think that they're doing the right thing because everybody else is doing it, right? Or like, um. So it's just like. I think this is the the most essential time to know your investment, yeah. to know what you want to invest yourself in and to be stern in it and not wavering in it. Because like we said about that 401k thing, like once you waver, there's going to be some costs from the taxes, from uh, holding, pausing, or like not believing in yourself to pursue it. And that's on making sacrifices. There you go. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Hopefully you enjoyed yourself today on this yes. episode. I certainly did. This was so much fun. Yeah. We're going to have so many more guests in the future, too. Like, it took us a little bit to have our first guest on the show. But, again, thank you to Kelly for popping through two weeks ago. It was such a pleasant gift to have you 
on the show and pour into us as well as pour into our community. I know it was it was useful. I do I do believe, and I know that people have reached out to us. And our goal is to have more people on the show. Like we like this dynamic of sometimes just me and Victoria checking in. That's always cool. But there's so many of us out there we do know, and we want to bring y'all on the show too. So maybe you have someone where you're like, ooh, they would be they would be cool to have on the After God podcast. Send us a comment or let us know. Send us an email, however you want to share that info. But many more episodes to come. Yeah, I, I really just want to take a moment to also thank the listeners and the viewers as well. It's because what we created, the community that we're creating here now is what is allowing us to have more access to these guests and to these speakers. And they're seeing the work that we're doing and they're seeing you guys come and listen to us and they're like, okay, I want to be a part of that too. So like, it's a, it's also a shout out to those who have been like the day ones, like y'all are helping us make, bring more people to the table to talk to. And we want to dissect them and we want it to be. <laughs> yes. Cut them up. Cut, Chop them yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Great. Exactly. And we want to show all of like the things that they didn't get probably the chance to talk about on other platforms. So yes, if you're new to this channel, welcome. Please hit the subscribe button or a like or a five star review. We would really appreciate it because, again, it just only helps the work that we do. And it doesn't cost you only costs a little trade off of a second <laughs> to hit that like. Right. We always say it's free. But really, if anything, you get from this. Episode, I said a cost that... of a second. No, no, exactly. No, of a second. You're, See, you're, you're being right. Real. No, you're Listen, being absolutely can we real. Have that, can we have that from you? Speak a cost on that. of your second. A I'm cost being really of your up second. Right. Yeah, that because that's what it is. Like we say the word free, and I'm, that's a marketing thing too, obviously. Or maybe it's not obvious to people that aren't in marketing, right? Yeah. Like free is one of the best buzzwords that you can use to entice someone to make a purchase, do something. Use the word free, but if anything from this conversation, really nothing is free. free. Hopefully that's ha! clear. Hopefully that's crystal clear. All right, yeah. time, friends. Yeah. Think about the time. Also, as Victoria was saying, we have many places. That we hang out. We have a newsletter on Substack. I'm having so much fun on this Substack newsletter as well as Victoria. Okay, it's a ball. All right, come through, subscribe to Unlearn. That's the name of the newsletter, the Aftergrad newsletter. And also, I feel like our favorite social media platform, mine in general, I mean, <laughs> we can get into this later, is Instagram. We're on there at the Aftergrad podcast, but you know, Instagram's kind of in a funk right now. So, anyway, if you're still about it, come and follow us and hang out there too. And with that, this is the Aftergrad Podcast.